ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு யூ மீ அண்ட் தி இக்கானமி இந்த ஸ்பெஷல் எபிசோட் ஆஃப் யூ மீ அண்ட் தி இக்கானமி வி ஹாவ் மிஸ்டர் சௌமியா தத்தா ஃப்ரம் மோசம் டிஸ்கசிங் த இண்டியன் எனர்ஜி மார்க்கெட் ஹி டெல்ப்ஸ் இன் டு த இம்பார்ட்டன்ட் குளோபல் கியூஸ் டு கண்டினியூ டர்டி எனர்ஜி ஃபினான்சிங் அண்ட் ஃபினான்சிங் நான் எனர்ஜி ப்ராஜெக்ட்ஸ் டு கண்டினியூ ஃபோசல் ஃபியூல் ஃபினான்சிங் This kind of global queue started in 2012, the Rio Plus 20 summit, Art Summit, which is the second big Art Summit, actually the third one after South Africa. So there the SE for all, the Sustainable Energy Fall for all, that came in as global energy direction, the directive that energy should grow globally. Seven years from Paris Agreement, that's current memory goes to mostly to Paris Agreement and it's trumpeted as a big triumph. two cues that are very important from the paris agreement two key which you know, of course the good point is all the 197 parties that is the country governments who are party to the unfccc convention they agreed on doing something but what that something is is very important to understand the first cue is every country or every party who submitted plans including india submitted net zero plan not a zero emission plan that is to be understood that means that you will keep on emitting carbon dioxide methane nitrous oxide and all other greenhouse gases but somehow we'll also sequester or absorb them or do something with that put it underground put it in the seabed put it try to convert that into rocks and all kinds of things so that's a very important global cue that you don't really need to completely shift away from fossil fuels continue to uh, finance fossil fuel projects but do something also along with that the second important global cue was see the carbon markets were there even earlier carbon markets originated in the kyoto protocol if you remember the us pressurized all other countries to adopt this flexible mechanism where the carbon market mechanism carbon ka bazaar se chalega so that mechanism was under us pressure it was in kyoto but this was first institutionalized in a in an international climate agreement in the paris agreement and this also has lot of implications this is the ets that is the emission trading scheme the cdm clean development mechanism and this also means as long as some carbon credit whatever be its creditability credibility or its real value wherever there is some in the market some carbon credit available and we have done studies on at least 20 projects you know what kind of credible projects they are you can keep on emitting so that the carbon credit can be used to neutralize this what happened after paris immediately after paris that's why i'm saying this are global queues 60 largest banks and financial institutions in the next 5 years if you remember paris agreement was signed on 12th of december 2015 from 2016 the only the 60 largest banks <coughs> they invested 3.8 trillion dollars into fossil fuel infrastructure and if you take other large banks and financial institutions it goes well over 5 trillion dollars so this was clearly in response to the paris queue that you don't really need to go to zero we'll do net zero so this is very important uh, queue which global industry and financial institutions have acted on they are not saying oh we are shifting away they have acted on it and this is a from a report from banking on climate chaos many of you might have seen this 
what happened in india you know this 2021 un uh, the production gap report if you have read this that government subsidies on fossil fuels have kept on going sometime it increased sometime it decreased but fossil fuel subsidies the figures are there a lot of other figures are there kept on going what happened globally you see what happened in india and if you look at the subsidies picture most of the subsidies have gone one oil and gas second transmission distribution network now transmission distribution you can argue that this is also for renewable but given that renewables actually has not gone into all areas of the country it is still limited to some states so the most of the and from other data we know that most of the transmission distribution investment has gone to basically evacuate power from ultra mega power plants and large coal power the second global queue i'll talk about is last year the cop 26 or conference of parties number 26 in glasgow this was again a glasgow the glasgow climate pact was again hyped quite a lot uh, at the end i said glasgow had some good points but what are the major cues that uh, this major climate summit uh, sent to us one was see out of lot of proposal there was a proposal by some developed countries to include in the text official text because whatever people discuss whatever newspaper publish have absolutely no value in what happens what countries will have to do is included in two documents one what is the official text that they have agreed to second what is there in their ndc the national retirement contribution so these two documents guide the governments of course sometimes they don't even follow that but these are the two guiding documents others if you you find a lot of very encouraging newspaper headlines those really do not matter so which matter is this so the phase the phase out of coal coal you know still is uh, coal and oil contribute roughly equally to greenhouse gas emission global warming and we have to also remember repeatedly that we are talking about transition not only transition just transition all these in the context of a serious threat to the global climate system not just for another uh, it is good so we are transitioning we have to so the one key was that phase out of coal india and china opposed very strongly and justifiably so i believe because us and eu were pointing out to coal only not to oil and gas but as a result the entire thing got dropped what was included is phase down of coal now down can mean anything if i am emitting 100 gigatons supposing 110 gigatons if i go to 9.7 gigatons it is phasing down that would not help the climate in any way i'll show what happened as a, as a result so this phase down also had uh, global consequences because these are global indications you can do this to industry to governments to financial institution this is what you can do this is what is permitted this is what our governments will do if you again look at it coal oil gas kept on getting huge amount of subsidies this is world energy investment 22 international energy agency report this is the latest report so what happened as a result of those investments india also didn't respond badly to this india's finance minister not the coal minister finance minister was the person who announced this they announced that till now biggest coal mine new coal mine auction 
opening up 141 new coal mines in one go. Already India's coal production has been increased over the last few years, but 141 new coal mines and with coal mining being, make, uh, being made commercially available, not linked to power production or steel production, this coal production is going up. So this is the kind of responses governments throughout the world and Indian government is giving to the global queues. So now you don't have to phase out coal, you phase down. But how does that help in even phasing down? I have to yet to understand. Then this year, I just came back few days ago from few days ago means I was there, but I took a few more days in Egypt. Again, I was in Glasgow also and to mention also, while well, before coming to Glasgow, this is also important. What people say, what comes out in the newspaper, what global leaders, Biden, at that time, Johnson, Mr. Modi, all of them say and what they do, what actually happens, sometimes might be very, very different. Just before coming to Glasgow, Boris Johnson, who was hosting that summit, actually was pushing for opening up a huge new oil field, Cambo. Biden made the OPEC, the Organization for Petroleum Exporting Countries, and actually had had negotiated that OPEC should increase oil production so that American SUV drivers can maintain their lifestyles. But he came to Glasgow and gave a lot of other statements. When some of us challenged the US delegation, not Biden, they just avoided us, avoided answering to us. Anyway, these are the kind of things that happen. So what happens in uh, COP27 this year, which ended on 20th morning, it was scheduled to end on 18th, as, as usual for the last several years, it's extended. So again, there are queues. Very surprisingly or not so surprisingly, I would say extremely smart move by India. India proposed and many other countries, including the most powerful bloc there, powerful means in numbers, G77 plus China, plus the IOCs, the island nations bloc, etc. They supported India's proposal. The text that was suggested was phase out all fossil fuels. Why did India do that? India refused to phase out even coal, but India proposed phase out all fossil fuels. It should become very clear because India wanted to relieve India, China and all wanted to relieve the targeted pressure on developing countries who are more reliant on coal. So it was a card game. People play games in this negotiation. This is a global political negotiation. So as a result, the present text, the latest text do not have any mention of phasing out all fossil fuel not even phasing out of coal because that was a uh, negotiating part. The text they included is phasing out of a very clever introduction. If you don't look closely, you will not even find. Phasing out unabated coal. So what is this word unabated coal? How can you do abatement of coal? This means, abatement means you burn coal, you burn everything, oil, gas, you keep burning. But the carbon dioxide that it releases, you do something which soaks it back, which is sequestration. As long as you can sequester it back, you are free to continue to burn coal, oil and gas. That's the global queue coming out from the climate conference, which has been earlier billed as the implementation call. We are supposed to implement. So the second queue, I'll go the third queue is that in this, just the day when the COP opened on November 6th afternoon, the afternoon the COP officially opened from 7 the business started, business end. So on the 6th evening, 
the advisory body on article 6 of paris agreement article 6 deals with article 6.2 6.4 like every international agreement there are a lot of articles like in our constitution also so article 6.2 and 6.4 deals with the market mechanism for mitigation so as i said if you have some kind of credit somewhere you can keep burning keep emitting so by that credit like we talked about REC and PAT and all these things are there. So you can uh, compensate for that, which is offsetting. You emit, offset that by a credit. So COP took uh, advisory committee on uh, uh, Article 6. They came out with an approval for ocean carbon removal, that is ocean CDR, ocean carbon dioxide removal, as an approved mechanism for carbon market under Paris. That means you do large scale geoengineering experiment in the oceans. Forget about what happened to the fish workers or everything. You do experiment as long as some additional phytoplankton boom occurs. There are three methods of details of ocean CDR and how geoengineering is done. So another subject. So as long as you do some large geoengineering and show that it is actually absorbing some carbon dioxide, it's another matter. The till date largest experiment done by jointly by India and Germany, Elmode Institute in Germany and National Institute of Oceanography in Goa, uh, that was in 2009 January. It only removed, only had 12 to 14 percent of additional carbon sequestration. The target was 30 to 50 percent. And the global scientific community deemed it to be a failure. All this out of 17 experiments, only one has been little bit successful, 16 failed. The last one that I mentioned quickly is that how do you really don't fund, don't fund energy projects to fund fossil fuel projects. As I said, you have abatements. So if you have abatements, carbon capture projects, you can do some say, uh, soaking up, uh, uh, taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere, react with some oxide mineral, convert it to calcium carbonate or magnesium carbonate and store it as stone. You can take it out filter it, pump it in an abandoned mine. Whether it will remain there, nobody knows. You can pump it. These are the proposals, actual proposals which, are, which have come and which are being experimented on. There are something like 83 plus such projects which are already on for the figures. More than that. So companies, this you can see in the past 12 months, this has exploded. How, how come all these years it was not only few projects like Ajayji also said, the famous future gen project in US for the past carbon, big carbon sequestration was abandoned. US, you, all of them were together and it failed. But suddenly there is an explosion. Once you open the floodgates, this will come. There's an explosion of carbon capture projects in the last 20, last 12 months. It grew by 44% in one year. And now there are more than 196, including in the in the pipeline. So, what I uh, this this is a quick glimpse. I'm not saying this. Activists are not saying this. This is uh, Mr. Antonio Guterres saying. Uh, you can see this. The reliance on fossil fuels is pushing the world to the brink. November 21. Fossil fuel farms have humanity by the throat. June 22. Uh, we all heard that how great uh, fossil uh, renewables are progressing. But this is even Secretary General talking in this year also. World has gambled on fossil fuels and lost June 22. And this very recently, global addiction to fossil fuels must end. That means we are still very much addicted to fossil fuels. 
I'll request all of you that uh, let us take a broad picture. Let us take a macro view. Because one thing we can look at small, small things, and a lot of people can speak a lot of uh, different texts, and all of them might be true. But the atmosphere don't lie. Uh, seas don't lie. The oceans don't lie. And every year, the carbon dioxide percentage in the atmosphere kept on increasing from 2 to 2.5 ppm every year for the last 15-20 years. And this year, October's average reached over 419. Many scientists believe 350 is the safe limit. So we are much, much way above that, that scientific consensus. So that's one thing that I say, atmosphere don't lie. Nature don't lie. Looking at individual sectors, you might find bright sparks here and there. That's all good. But we also have to see what is happening at the larger scale. And the situation that we are in, we cannot be satisfied by focusing our energies and our attention just to one small part somewhere. Because we are, again, I'm saying again, we are not just talking about uh, transforming our transport to electricity. That's important. That is part of the solution. But we'll have to see that, that carbon dioxide that has gone in, whether you pr produce or whether you finance 500 gigawatt of renewable power or 800 gigawatt or 5000 gigawatt, the atmosphere and the earth system do not care. It, it, is, it has absolutely no impact. What has impact is how much is the greenhouse gas concentration in the atmosphere at the end of the year. Because that's what determines how much warming, how much destabilization of the earth system will happen. So even today, out of the 165,000 terawatt hour of primary energy, I'm not talking about just electricity. In India, electricity constitutes just around 17% of total primary energy. Globally, it is a little more, some 20, 25%. Out of 165,000 terawatt hours today, there was an N21, 143,000 or roughly 86% still comes from carbon based, 86% today. In India, renewable energy gives only 4% of our total primary energy, not 10%. That's of electricity, 4%. Globally, it is much less than 10%. So we have a very, very long way to go, and we have to go that way very, very fast without getting distracted by this small, small elephant uh, tail is you know, wagging a little bit good. So I think uh, I have uh, entered at the, what needs to be done. And thank you for uh, listening carefully. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more news and analysis of economy and finance, go to our website www.senfa.org. This is Haripriya Harshan and you are listening to you, me and the economy.